it's Jaquita, and I am back with another episode on the Married Millennial Podcast. This episode is called How to Embrace Being Single, and I was blessed by the presence of two amazing women, and they're going to share their journeys. It's amazing. The conversation was so dope. They're dope. Just happy, y'all. I am Brittany. Um, I am a professional. I don't want to say what I do, but um, I'm a professional in the community working with youth and adults to promote um, wellness. And um, I'm just excited to be here. I'm excited because really, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. Like, this is like divine timing. I, I needed the conversation for myself. Um, I just want to be in the presence of like-minded women. Um, and then also, I know it's just going to help me grow during the journey, and so I'm just excited to be here. Absolutely, thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Wow. Well, my name is Rachel Simone. I am a TV and film producer and coordinator, and then I'm also a yoga Pilates instructor, and I teach sound therapy as well. So, I'm a mental health advocate overall. I talk a lot about my stories if you follow me on social media. Um, my journey through mental health, the things that I've done, what I think people should try. <laughs> um, but I do tell a lot about my story. I think it's important to to share transparency around these things and just being honest, especially for black women, because a lot of us are very high functioning, you know, depressive and anxiety and all of that. And so being able to just find ways to actually really maneuver through that and what's actually going on in our worlds. I like that. Absolutely. I can agree. Um, just being able to have conversations as this, especially with women who are professionals, right, and who are in the field. You guys are both in mental health um, and out in the field and trying to do multiple things of healing on the level of healing. And so we already know that the healing always starts within first, right? It's our personal journeys. And so being able to um being able to help other people starts with helping ourselves first. So um, I want to ask you guys, okay, because this episode, of course, is about um, how to embrace being single, right? And so really, I just want to know what your journeys are. Like, what has your journeys been? How long you've been single? And, you know, I don't want to, this This could be ups and downs. I don't know what's going to happen. We just are going to talk. But I really want to know, how is it being single? Because there's so much talk around singleness or being in a relationship the importance of you know people have I deal with women all the time I work with women directly um, on relationships or dating and women are struggling in general and wanting really wanting life partnerships like wanting those commitments but at the same time they are also struggling with embracing the singleness and I found that I'm trying to sometimes coach these women to say hey you know how can we find some some goodness in this how can we you know, just really understand what your journey is to be able to see, you know, the ups and downs. Let's let's learn something from this. And oftentimes, sometimes for some people, it's very difficult because there's still so much pain and feeling like, oh, I'm never going to achieve, you know, that relationship that I want, or I'm never going, I'm always going to be single. For some of the women, they've never had a relationship. And so it's constant, just casual dating, you know, those exchanges. And so I really want to have this conversation, wanted to have this conversation to be able to, I don't know, inspire or just normalize the journey of being single. So whoever wants to start first can, but just wherever you want to start, I guess 
should I just go ahead and, and say a, ask a question? How is your journey of being single? What is it like for you? If you can describe it. Um. So I want to start by saying this. I think people need to shift their focus from always trying to find a partner. Mm-hmm. I often, so again, actively on my social media, right? So my algorithm is popping up with these things because this is what we're talking about. And it's like everybody's post is about what they are trying to do to find somebody else. And it's like, well, let's shift the focus back to you. Why does everything always have to be like, I'm just practicing for my new husband. Like, girl, forget him. We don't even know where he at. Why we practice for something? Like, uh-uh. And it's not like, you don't need to practice for your husband. You need to practice for yourself. You need to be the best version of yourself. So when you talk about a journey, it's about how do you view your journey? We all have this negative, like you said, negative talk. I'm single. I actually went to Bible study yesterday and Pastor Kenlock was like, Stop acting like just because you're saved and you're single that you're satisfied. Oh. Like, I'll just keep coming to church like, well, I'm single and I'm saved. Like, no, but you're still not happy because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're single, mm-hmm. not necessarily because you're choosing to be for real. Yeah. And stop trying to blame it on the church. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> you can live, you can still live your life. There's ways, ways to do that. So sure. I guess that would kind of be like, because my mindset around the journey, you know, I'm in the process of getting a divorce. I've been separated for years. Wow. Um, yeah. And I had that. Somebody and that was that's another conversation for another day. Very, <laughs> very um, so even that, right? So coming mm-hmm. off this concept of divorce, when I tell people I'm getting a divorce, they're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. What are you sorry for? First of all, because I don't even know why you're apologizing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you have no idea that's what this right. is. So even I just try not to project one my own personal feelings. And even I don't allow people to do that to me anymore. People, again, when they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, mm, 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 mm. Don't, give me, don't give me devastation. Don't give me sadness. Like, I'm not taking that, right? I mean, you're going to go through those things. But again, we just got to shift our mindset around these. Like, it's okay to just be about yourself. Mm. I like that. So are you saying basically... Just because a relationship ends or you are single does not mean that it's the end of your happiness or your joy or your journey. Because who told us that? And it's like, I literally was telling somebody that I, you know, watching your words is so important to me now. And I'll come from, like, I was pop-off queen, so I'd be saying whatever. (laughs) Free yoga, okay? Absolutely. Um, Like when people say these things, like, I want you to be obsessed with me and I want this and I can't live without you. Like, yo, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Like I value partnership and I want somebody to grow old with and do all of that. But I don't want nobody obsessed with me because you're going to get what you ask for. That's true. Like, I don't want to feel like I can't survive without somebody. I don't mm-hmm. want to have those feelings. I think those are very intense feelings that we need to stop trying to search for. Because it creates an intense environment. It creates a need. It creates codependency. And it's like, calm down. Like, we just need to calm down. (laughs) No, I agree. Codependency is heavy. Yeah. Um, I would definitely... Well, first, I want to say I appreciate this platform because uh, as you're talking, both of you, I can kind of see the different backgrounds. So I've never been married. I've been in a couple serious relationships at this time, I am courting, casually dating um, up until um, God brings me my husband. But that is my focus right now, myself. Um, but it's, it took some time. It took some time to get to this point. Like it took some, some disappointments, some heartbreaks, some like reality checks. 
um, disappointments for myself and others in order for me to finally get to the space that at the center of it, at the root of it, no matter if you're in a relationship, you're married, you're completely single, you're quitting, you're dating, it's always going to be you. You're always going to constantly be progressing and evolving. And hopefully you can find someone that's progressing and evolving at a similar rate, you know, on the same level. But if that's not the case, you have to revert and focus on yourself. So that is my journey right now. I can't get on here and say, oh, you know, just peaches and cream every, you know, day because it's not. Some days I do have the thought like, okay, I want to have children. Like, Rachel, I don't know if you have children yet, but if you want to have children, but that is a part of something I do want. So that's something I think about, like, I want the husband before I have the children because, you know, I waited this long. So I do think of that sometimes, but also I have to kind of reel it in, like you said, kind of calm down, like, girl, this is the most time you're going to ever have. And you ain't even done A, B, C, <laughs> You, you know, manifesting his husband and these twins. <laughs> I'm a twin. I have a twin brother. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I twins. That's always been like a part of what I always wanted. Um, and I've been saying, this is what I want, but you haven't done know to do and you're only going to have like less time less energy and you're going to need more capacity when that time does come so I would just really encourage women and men to really focus on yourself because that's the only way that you're going to be the optimal person for someone else when you gravitate towards them but really we do get so distracted because society has placed that on us. Like our earliest memories can definitely be like the Disney characters. It's always someone, some type of relationship. It's always, you know, some type of savior in some type of way. So that is kind of the notion that most women have, even if it's subconsciously. And it takes a lot of unlearning and a lot of learning, a lot of practice and really life experiences for you to get to the point that, um, I don't ever say I don't need anyone because I do feel like that is a strong desire of mine. But at this time, that's not the focus of what I need to be focusing my life on. And I do think sometimes um, we can believe like this is what I want right now or this is what I need right now. But all the time, especially if you know you avoid things, then we have to recircle back and focus on those things and you know it's meant to come it will come in divine timing so that's where I'm at right now really I'm open I'm open to what brings me um I never was the type of woman that you know would shut it out at all I've been through undergrad and grad school in a relationship um those the relationships didn't work out but they did teach me a lot and now I'm just at the point where I just want to explore Brittany. <laughs> I want to that I haven't even done yet. Um, it is like 12 years ago, five years ago, one year ago, you know, actually now seeing those things manifest because I don't have a distraction. I'm not codependent. I don't feel like I have to be with someone in order to, in order to build this dream that I have. And so it feels good, but there are some days that are very challenging. Mm-hmm. I, like, I love that. And I like, <clears throat> again, this concept of just what partnership is in general. We can start shifting our focus on other partnerships, right? Building community within our workspaces or building, making stronger friendships with the people that we already have in our life. Rebuilding relationships with our family members. Again, why is this just current obsession with just, I got to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife? Like there's so many more things. And even now, like challenges 
why we want these things. Oddly enough, well, maybe I never was a girl who desired marriage. I I, I watched all the marriage in the world, but I never. And my parents been married for forty five years. Wow. Okay? So I've I've always seen marriage. My aunts and uncles been married 20, 25, 30 years. So I come from this concept of American dream. But I was just always challenged. Like, okay. I guess. And I never even wanted kids, but my daughter, I have a daughter, she's five and she's literally like the bomb. Okay. She is. <laughs> she, so, like she is really moved. Like bye. she is you. Okay. She's me now. Right. Oh, I love that. I do see a lot of her in me as a child, but I let people take that away from me. So now that I'm confident, I'm good, but she's only five. So I'd be like, Oh, well, okay challenge like what's going on um but so i've just been able even challenging these concepts like why do we want to get married why do we want to have children by a certain age like you said relearning and really taking the time to say do i really want this or is this how i've been programmed and i believe in tradition i grew up in the church i i, I believe in that i respect it i understand the value of it. but there's also times where we need to change those paradigms where we need to challenge why we're doing these things especially when we have more opportunity, like people always talk about why marriages ain't lasting like our grandparents, because grandma literally could not work. Okay. She could not vote. She could not do anything without a man. So of course our dynamics are going to change now that we have more opportunity and it's okay for men to be able to shift with that as well. Like yeah. we just both out here getting money. It is what it is. Like, it doesn't have to be all this alpha male alpha woman all this other it's just like too much going around <laughs> like it's yeah. too much going on in relationships and it just requires so much yeah. attention care this that is like just can't be doing this with anybody you can't I, I totally agree it's so interesting because I think um I I grew up with on the fairy tales and stuff that's the reason why I got into the relationships watching Oprah watching you know, General Hospital, all my children, my mom, seeing all these relationships. And for whatever reason, I got into wanting and being so interested in love and relationships. But what I realized as being a married woman now, especially being eight years in um, and then having children, what I realized is that even in having a partner, even in having a husband, I feel like my husband's amazing, that the most important relationship, like I said in my first podcast, right, is with yourself. It really, truly is. And it's like, if you don't take the time to discover you. Now, I'm not saying you got to be completely whole and healed before you find your partner or before you get into a relationship. But I just think having some understanding of who you are, what you want. When I talk to women daily, I ask them, what type of relationship do you want? What type of person you want? Most most people just only say, oh, I want him to be this tall. I want him to be, I want him to have, be ambitious. I want him to have a good job. That's it. Like it literally stops there, you know? And I'm like, no, there's more that you need to have, want. But with the reason why we can't articulate what we want in someone else is because we can't, we have not found that in ourselves. And so when you think about it, I feel like it really, it, the journey of, it's so personal, like the per- journey of singleness. As a woman now who's married and with children, I realize now when I'm in this, how important my singleness was. That and I I was that woman who like oh I want love like you know I, before I met my husband I was like no nah, I just rather be single than I'm about to deal with no BS from nobody I'm like you know what I'm just gonna be single if I had to be single for the rest of my life I was okay with that because I wasn't gonna settle for just anybody's anything right so then I had decided you know I end up finding my husband but at the same time now I'm I'm having to learn and grow and 
figure out how to be an individual all over again because we do become enmeshed when you get into relationships especially I didn't know all the things that I know now before when I got married I still feel like I made a good decision right I want to have somebody I spend my life with but ultimately the if I had not had the wisdom and the opportunities and the growth and the people and the social media and you know and just the education to be able to um encourage myself to be more in tune with me I will I would have lost myself in marriage and I think that a lot of women and our and our grandmothers my mother like a lot of people are you know they some women do lose themselves in marriages simply because they never found themselves and they got married so young or they had children so young or the oppression of domestication for women and you know the responsibility of men it's like everything we do is for the other person and for the other people whereas you have to be good with you you have to be solid so what I want to ask you guys on this journey of focusing and being single and embracing it like how do what do you do with your time like how do you direct yourself keep yourself um in good spirits enjoying happiness because there is so much around us that says we need to be in a relationship to be able to be happy or by a certain age we need to have a marriage and children or all these things which I don't believe even as a married woman I just feel like that's a bunch of bs and I don't like all them I'm kind of a rebel in the, anyway, so I do what I want to do. But um, I feel like, you know, we don't need all that. But how still, because there's so much noise and there's still so much pressure to obtain that. How do you, what do you do? <laughs> well, I, um, what I've started to do is really get to know me. Like I said before, and then nurture those parts of me. Um, when you spoke about your daughter, my, I'm really close with my niece. She's 11. And I'm pretty sure very similar experiences. They're so magical. They're so free. They're so open. They're so like confident because you can kind of see who you were before life got a hold of you. It's like, oh, I remember that girl. Like you completely forget. And how fearlessly she works in her magic. She does cheerleading. She does acting. She dances. My daughter's a cheerleader too. Yeah. Even <laughs> if I do too. Like, again. What you say? I said my daughter's a cheerleader too. Even if I, and she's really good. That's right. Yes, that's that's. Uh-huh. You see that she already harnessed something that she really likes, and she's going full force with it. So that is like what I'm saying. I'm like remembering those things and now nurturing it like I used to like to paint I used to like to write and then you know you how you get in a rigor of school and college and expectations of your professional life and you do get into a routine and even without a relationship you can kind of get into these other roles that's out of your time your energy so I really had to and continue to intentionally like even if it's on different social media platforms looking for things and events that I'm interested in mm-hmm. and I invite friends and sometimes I don't but it's really like spending that time with myself um intentionally put it in my calendar of what I want to do like I literally today just brought some paint some new paint brushes in order to make myself um explore those areas of myself mm-hmm. um other thing I do is I have these conversations you know indoors with married women with people that have kids to kind of get the insight like you know that's kind of taboo in some cultures but I'm like what am I getting myself into like I know every situation is different but I do see a pattern I do see some similarities I do see some things that are consistent 
So I want to make sure that I mentally prepare myself for that and fully taking advantage of this time that I do have in order to really get to know myself so it doesn't get to the point. And I know it probably will, you know, sneak in here and there, but I can more easily remember versus if I just never explore that side of myself and hop into a relationship and then fully commit to someone and take on a role of a wife, of a mother, of a homekeeper, instead of like taking the time to truly get to know me and the talents and gifts that I haven't yet explored. So I'm really taking active steps now in order to see that so I can get that personal fulfillment before I take that step. I love that. I love that. Um, I mean, I work. That's definitely one very much valid thing. But I'm always, um, but I'm always one to work. I operate more in my masculine energy um, because of the type of work that I do, um, and because I'm a leader in the work that I do. So that's always a good space for me because I feel very confident in my workspace. Um, I also do tons of yoga. I literally do people all the time because you have to actively make the choice to want to feel better. Like we was kind of talking about before we, you know, started. You got to get the focus back to who you are and what you want. And my next relationship going to be my last. I'm this, this, this. Like, oh, the journey is just about me. Like you said, this is super personal what do I like not because what not what everybody else is doing like what do I really Mm -hmm. like if I genuinely like what everybody else is doing then that just so happens to fall in this category but like you said getting back to I'm a nerd I'm a book nerd like I will read up and down the block okay I (laughs) love that and so I just really started getting back to like I would sit in my room in hours for hours and read like my time Instead of doing this, I'm going to do that. People always say they don't have time, but you're just choosing to do something else. Like, I go to my clients, they always say, well, I can't do 10 minutes of yoga in the morning. I'm like, yeah, but you spend an hour and a half on Facebook scrolling. So, okay. (laughs) Choose one, but you're not choosing yourself. You're choosing everything else because you don't want to be accountable for your actions. We want to blame Junebug for why our feelings are hurt. No, honey. You're time number 10. This is you. This is on you. And, it, and we always take accountability as like, now I have to be sad. And it's like, I'm a bad person. Like, no, we just got to own our shit. This is what I did. And I allow these things to happen. I'm going to actively make sure that I don't allow them to happen. When you find yourself like falling in those traps, I tell people you have to stop in that moment. Like, no, I'm not going to. The text message. Oh, I'm black queen. Black, okay. black, black, black. Okay. And I tell people that I black people because I'm trying to be texted or I want to ghost you. But if I'm not in control of who I am right now mm-hmm. and I know what you're going to give me on the other end or I know it's going to hurt my feelings or I know it's going to make me act a fool, I got to protect myself right now. And if I do have the control, maybe I'm not blocking you, but maybe I still am because I just don't even want to have to go through the process of being triggered and having to come up out of that. You know, I'm, I'm actively working on being able to kind of shorten my time frame of when mm-hmm. I'm some stuff you just don't want to keep doing. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it's really going to decide like I'm I now understand what old folks would say I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Like I'm over it. <laughs> you gotta be done with yourself like this is on you every single time you definitely do different to get a different result 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said you got to do something different to get a different result. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Um, it's really interesting to me. Um, everybody's journey is different on here, right? And again, understanding that sometimes people, um, you know, they get pressure from family members or just pressure from um, peers and seeing people explore and have these relationships and things, there is that fear that it will never happen. And so when you guys talk about um, having this relationship with yourself and focusing on that, I get women all the time like, oh, yeah, I'm already doing that. Or, you know, like I already know how to get my own money. I already know how to. But then at the same time, I, I guess I'm asking how at what point do you say, OK, I'm not I'm not really I'm done. Right. At what point do you say, OK, I'm good about my singleness and who I am. I've embraced that. How do you know when you've come to a point where it's like, okay, cool, I am. Get sick and tired of being sick and tired, okay? Like, I cannot stress this enough. Like, people always trying to talk about, I'm strong. Like, that's not a compliment. Let's be clear. I don't want to be strong. Get damsel in distress. I want to do all of that. Even operating within my masculine energy. But you got to choose. Like, fam, I'm not about to keep doing this. Like, that's just really where it comes from. And I want to talk about something you said about pressure pressure only exists in your mind can't mm-hmm. no make you do nothing i don't care how long your grandma been telling you to get married i don't care that your auntie been married four times and she's trying to find you a husband <laughs> all of that has nothing to do with you you're mm-hmm. still actively deciding to make a choice that you don't want to do like yeah. you have to be okay with like i've always been okay with just standing in whatever i'm doing even if i was doing some bs like well mm-hmm. i'm the lead of the bs crew here we are like this is this is what we have going on. Oh, like, understand that a lot of the things you're going through are choices you're making when you become an adult. Sometimes, you know, when you're a kid and you are in circumstances, that's a different type of situation where mm-hmm. you're, you know, being abused. And but just now we're actively making choices. We're mm-hmm. under what trauma is. We're just not doing the work. Like I will pull up on somebody for a yoga session. I'm telling you, at any time, if I'm up, somebody call me, I pull up. And people use it because they don't want it. That's why I'm switching my clientele. I don't have time to be playing with y'all because I need to be around people who actively want to be where I want to be. That's all we can do. And once you start navigating through that, then you will be able to find a partner. You'll be very clear about what it is you want. I was telling somebody the other day, like, yeah, we can talk about, you know, somebody be honest and have money, like all that little basic mm-hmm. stuff. But foundationally, what I know I do want is somebody to choose me on their own. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to actually wake up and be like, I'm not about to tell you don't cheat on me. I'm not about to tell you I'm about to go through your phone because I shouldn't have to even relay that message to you because that's not even crossing your mind. Okay. To exist to a person who ain't got no self-control. Can't nobody mm-hmm. tell me to do nothing. You can't. I don't care how good you look. And Jaquita, you know, I date men and women, so I got a lot mm-hmm. of options. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like a lot of things floating, but yeah. But that's because you don't have no self-control. You don't have any discipline. You don't have any of that. And we're trying to say, oh, I was drunk. If you know you get drunk after two drinks, then you only need to have one. (laughs) Okay. You don't have no control over yourself. Like self-control is so important to me and having discipline. Like now learning that and going through so many stages of not having that. If I'm interacting with people who don't have discipline, I already know you're not for me. Nah, Ooh, I'm going through your life journey with you. I'm not doing. No, you got to meet me here. We mm-hmm. got to be halfway on on this 
on this path and then we can cross the line together. I love that. I love it. I love it so much. So um, it's something that you mentioned, Rachel, that I wanted to talk about. Um, what did you say? You said, oh, geez, I can't remember what you just said. It's something that you just said. I don't know. Sometimes I'm not get to talking, I'll be on what I be saying. It just no. becoming. <laughs> <laughs> no, you good. You good. Um, let me see. I, I have some questions that I, I want to ask. Uh, um. Okay, because I feel like the, the questions I have change the direction. The, the, the way of this has changed the direction of my questions. And so this well, is I want to hear some questions, though. What you, you said you want to? Yeah, you can take them now, but some of them you do have. I want, I want to hear them. Okay. Um, okay, maybe I'll ask this one. Was there anything from your last relationship that influenced this particular season of your journey being single? I can definitely say I compromised too much. I compromised a lot. I, I really was not firm on my boundaries. I didn't even know what my boundaries were. Um, so I, it was just too fluid. And I wasn't firm on who I was and what I wanted. And it really took me to get to my last straw in order for me to really be like, okay, you keep getting the same result. You need to do something different. And that difference was choosing me. And so what I learned from that um, situation, well, I'm going to call it a situation, what I learned from that relationship <laughs> was definitely um, to choose me over and over again. And that's just going to be a life lesson I take yeah. when I get married. Like, you have to prioritize yourself to be the best person you can be for your husband, wife, for your children, for whoever. So that was the biggest thing I definitely took from that relationship, for sure. I love that. Thank you, Brittany. What about for you, Rachel? How you feeling? Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I get what Brittany is saying. Like I agree, kind of like losing myself. But I, I went back on my boundaries. I've always been very clear on who I am. Like even now going through therapy, my therapist be like, uh, you literally know what you want to do. Why aren't you doing it? Um, and I attribute some of that to growing up in the church. I realized that I kind of that I've had developed this mindset that if I'm not suffering, then I'm not being a good person. If I'm not things and overly extending myself to people that somehow I'm gonna go to hell super random but wow. I realize, again I realized that going like going through the process um now, I relate to you I'm a, a kid that was raised in the church too yeah like mm-hmm. super small black church my family made up literally had the congregation junior usher board like literally down that that path wow of, <laughs> of uh, black churches mm-hmm. um so yeah like choosing myself and Going back on your word, like somebody do something once, they're gonna do it twice. It is what it is. All these excuses about uh again, I'm coming from somebody who I didn't have a lot of self-control. Like, yeah, I'm ready to go. And once I go, I can't stop. Right. So I did the work. I can guarantee you it worked. You don't have no self-control. Yeah. Oh, what was this? Or I was drunk, or I had a bad day, or all these excuses that people make, you gotta just what it is. And now I'm and I tell people like I literally only got one time in me. Mm. I was like so harsh and very extreme, and people try to hit you with that. You're gonna miss out on your blessing. Like, no, I'm not. Mm. Like, no, you need to come this way, and maybe we'll cross paths again. Maybe we'll do that, but I can't keep making decisions based off of hope that other people are gonna do different. Mm. 
I do believe that people can change. I do believe that everybody has the ability to change, but people don't want to change. And there's a difference. That's the difference. And they make excuses about why they can't change. Just just recently in my own marriage, I've learned um, to accept accountability. You know, even if it's something that you don't necessarily want to hear, accepting accountability for whatever it is that you've caused or did or you know, even if it's something silly, like for me, I'm always leaving like the, I used to always leave the count, the, the cabinets open. I know a lot of women are like, what? And so my husband will always be like, why do you always leave the cabinets open? Or why do you always leave the tops kind of loose on things? I'm like, because I'm always rushing, you know? And so I would make plenty of excuses about that. But then I realized like, no, let me just accept accountability. You're right. I do. Because I used to get mad when he would check me like, hey, you left this or you didn't. And I'm like, ugh. And so I would get agitated, even though he already know. And it's true that I keep doing it. What I realized in this in this time of growth for myself is that accepting accountability is so, 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 so essential. And it makes things, it makes the conversation go lighter, like much lighter. It makes it easier for people to tell you how they really feel or what they really need or what their desires are when you're able to say, you know what, I own up to that. I did do it and I'm going to work on it. I don't know why I keep forgetting. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it just is what it is and getting better at those things. I'm so practical now. I'm such a person who is like, no BS. Like I'm not, I have so much empathy for people, but I also don't have a lot of tolerance for excuses. And so that gets me, even in my, my sessions with my clients, I have a lot of empathy, but excuses, like you said, Rachel, that means you're not ready. When you're tired and you're tired of being tired and sick and tired, I told my client that earlier, you will be ready to change. You got to get tired of your own shit. Excuse my language. Um, yeah. You going to say something, Rachel? Now I'm just saying like, you really do. Like I just, I don't know how else to tell people. People literally ask me all the time. And you, you know me for a while, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And a little bit about my story and all of that, and the suicide attempts, like all of this. People are just like, and I have support. My family was very supportive. My friends, they came to see me every day when I was in the hospital. So, wow. I like to tell people that because people think that hey, if I support, then I'll be okay. Not really understanding that you still got to be your number one support system. You still got to be the one to wake oh, up. And, oh, okay. I got to go through this. I have to get up. I have to push forward. Um, there's definitely times for rest. I've learned to value rest um, throughout this situation as well, but it's time to take action sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you got to act. Like uh, yeah. I post the other day and it says something like, I don't like to my male friends because all they do is like want to solve the problem. And <laughs> You know, again, I've, I've to lean in my into my feminine you know ways when I need to depending on my client like somebody's more sensitive than this I I know how to maneuver through that but at the end of the day it's like well what are we gonna do I know that's right I would love you to continue to pay me don't get me wrong like please bring me like and I literally love what I do but what are you gonna do come on that's right because it's only so much that even if you have a partner even if you have your life if you have the best relationship that that person is going to be unavailable at some point whether they're at work or something happens with them. We we often don't remember that as we're growing, so are they. I, I use this, my parents, as an example all the time. Again, they've been married for 45 years. My dad just lost both his parents in 2020. Mm-hmm. He was, well, my parents are 67 and 68, so he was 65 years old, 64, 65 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both his parents, that's like rare. Yeah. And so just imagine if that would have happened when he was in his 40s. That would have changed him as a man. And now you have to mm-hmm. learn 
of this man in this state in this way. Yeah. And I, a lot of people don't think about, um, and it's levels. Like, I ain't talking about the abuse and all that. Like, let's not no. get yeah. extra here. Yeah. But literally, just literal life changes. Somebody loses their job and now they're depressed or all these just peaks and valleys that they have. So if you're not in control of you, there's absolutely nothing you can do for me. Yeah, I love that. And I and I think you learn all of that in your singleness though. And that time that that solitude, those times you have to yourself, you learn that through that if you don't want it, you know, through the relationships with your friends and your family. I feel like you learn to have more compassion, to have empathy, but to set boundaries, right? Like to not be stepping stools, to constantly accept people's excuses, but you also learn to be flexible. And that people, you do have to love people through various seasons of their lives. And so, again, when people, and I, I haven't been single in forever, so I don't really even, you know, I only remember the parts of the Eat, Pray, Love. I really had that that session for me before I got with my husband, even though I was clearly had a whole situation still going on. We still live in the same house with my ex. And then I just, I still, I was like, hey, I'm, I knew this wasn't it for me. Um, because I didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel, I was constantly begging, where are we going, where are we going to get married? Where are we going to do this? You know, like it was just a lot of that. I didn't have time for that. And so when I did become single, I actually had a lot of people hitting me up, which is so interesting. If people hit me up, you know, like when you single and, and you in the in-between stage and you, you try and you trying to get right with yourself. It's like, I already Batman signal, like everybody, huh? what are you doing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So then, but how do you manage that though? Because in this in this season, how do you manage that? Because if if I think it's a uh, it's a a fine line. Because it's like okay, you're single. Does that mean that you're dating and open though? Do that mean that you're accepting people to come back? I know Rachel, you had a status the other day about. <laughs> you had because yeah. a... <laughs> I've been saying. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I want to know because I I just I'm saying like what does that look like? You know. a lot of discipline okay that's what it looks like Um, a lot of discipline (laughs) like that's really what it is it's so easy to because I'm gonna have to leave after this I get my baby um it's easy to get caught in your loneliness because remember the status I did I, I don't know if this one you're talking about I made about like at nighttime I do find myself lonely and now that my daughter's older she don't want to sleep with my mama no more. Know. You know, what I'm she's yeah. like, I'm like she's decorating her room and stuff. You know, she's oh. in her life. Um, but I, love it. I could easily give into that, right? And I've had moments where I'm like, uh, literally handing my phone. So I'll be trying to tell people, like, you have to literally be in the moment because that's the only time it matters. Mm-hmm. You can do all this stuff, but the only time it matters is in real time. You can say all you want to see your homegirl, you ain't about to call him and blah, blah, blah. And then you get. Yo, y'all song come on or whatever that is <laughs> Get your uh, yeah. but it's like don't pick up the phone again if you don't have enough self-control you do have to block dude you do need to delete his number you do need to do those things so um and then it can get interesting when people are giving you a lot of attention so me personally mm-hmm. i realize that I, i'm not a person who likes a lot of attention and that sounds weird for people who know me because i'm very vocal and i'm out I just have a gift, right? And I have a skill and I know that I've been blessed with that and I need to use it. You do, yes. Sit in the corner and be by myself and not deal with nobody. So when people, especially men, because I'm so used to very aggressive men and like not a good way, 
that if a man comes to me in a very gentle way, I'm like, you like what am I supposed to do with that? So even just now through that, um, so honestly at this point, ain't nobody got no shot because I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, so, so so basically it's almost as if, yes, I'm on this journey of finding me for you. It's like I'm on this journey of embracing and finding me. I'm not like, like you say, you're not constantly out there searching. You really are enjoying your time. But at the same time, you're not closing the door, but you just not tolerating the BS. You have like some standards. Is yeah, I'm not closing the door, but not being funny. Like people can't afford me and I ain't talking about money. Like, okay. I'm just a way too much work and I've been through too much and I've just experienced life and I just all types of relationships, friendships, business relationships, just yeah. things that. I know what I want. I'm very, very clear on that. And I know if it's right for me or not. Like, I can play with people. I could do stuff all day long. Like, yeah, I, it is what it is. But that's just not where I'm at. And sometimes people just be on that. Like, and I just realized, like, you can't be playing with people when it comes to matters of the heart, period. Like, yeah. Yeah. it gets very dangerous. And people yeah. take it very lightly. And it's like, no. And because... Also for me, because I am very close to my family and I have very long-term friendships, I lean on their love a lot too. Mm-hmm. So the situation is different for people who might not have those things. So when I feel like I need a reminder, it's always a random text from my friend. Like, okay, no, these people really literally love me, right? Mm-hmm. The stuff I do, not the kind of job that I have, like they're good with me. So that's also something I feel like people, again, should explore. I kind of talked about earlier, like mending those relationships. Because once you start getting filled up from your friends or your favorite cousin, like your best auntie, you feel, you like, okay, I don't need to call you, but I'm on straight. I just, if I admit it's with my best cousin, little FaceTime day, good. So I even like tell people, like, call your friends. Like when you about to send that text, like, yeah. Or have somebody, you know, you can trust that's not going to be, talking best to you or nothing like that but literally like no nah, girl we're not gonna do that let's mm-hmm. let's work through this so. i know that's right i l- i love that i feel like that's a perfect rep to you know your your part and everything that you have just expressed yeah thank you great and mm-hmm. great meeting you i'm here for you for your journey girl i can't wait to see you flourish mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> absolutely Yes, I'll I'll reach out to Dakita to link us together with social media and stuff. Thank you, Miss Rachel. I really appreciate you. You want to share any, I mean, if you want to do it, any social media handles, people can follow you in any way to find you, yoga and your things like that. Yeah, so you can follow me pretty much on my Instagram. It's at energyonlock underscore. She has uh, an amazing bomb ass podcast, okay? Energy on lock. I've been sharing it with my clients. Hold up. I got- I'll be doing so much. Um, but I have affirmations on there. I, my yoga classes, meditation. So like I said, I'm kind of changing some of my services and working towards building more of a community as well. So it's some good stuff coming. Thank you so much, Rachel. I'm so excited and I appreciate you being here. Okay. I'll talk to you ladies soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> okay, Brittany, it's just me and you. I don't know what happened to the other ladies, but we can keep it rolling for a second. So you like, I'm done. <laughs> I'll definitely um, answer that question as well. I do agree with what Rachel said in regards to leaning on those relationships, you know, that are unconditional because 
you can get lost in the sauce of sometimes it might be a Saturday night. Like I want to go out somewhere. I literally would hit up my best friend, hit up um, one of my cousins, like, let's do something. Like, let's go out. And you always leave the night feeling like satisfied in one way or another. Um, Also, um, using discernment because I'm not going to say I entertain anyone and I'm not going to say I entertain everyone. You have to use discernment when it comes to people and you know in the first or second conversation you kind of see is this even worth my time Mm -hmm. I use um discernment when it comes to dating and that has helped more than just oh I'm gonna go you know out to whatever event this is this person wants to take me out to eat I just want a meal like I'm past those days Mm -hmm. it really is like it's a shortness that you have to know exactly what you want and aligning that with conversations. And I transfer that to business world, friendships, um, the activities that I do. Like, is this what I genuinely want to do? Does this align mm-hmm. with the vision I have for myself? And it's almost always a yes or no once you know that sureness of what you want. So that is always key. And I know that's kind of like the the theme for tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. This has to focus on you. It has to focus on yourself in order for you to truly get the most out of it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I think that's really powerful because um, I, I don't, I think people, it's realistic and normal that sometimes people do get lonely and the singleness is a journey, right? It's just natural to, to feel like you want to get cozy up with somebody. Um, but then, like you said, not setting yourself back almost to by choosing people which engage in things that is really just fulfilling temporarily that need. I mean, not saying that you have to be dating always to find the life partner. Like maybe it's somebody who you are really, who has really good, is really mature. You know, you have a really good connection with you guys kind of understand each other and or to they, you know, you, you know that they're not giving you any extra BS. Yeah. You can learn from everybody. Like mm-hmm. you from everybody that's why I don't have any resentment towards anyone that I dated at all mm-hmm. um because I see like you know how they say uh retrospect is always 2020 like I see what it has done for me as the woman that I am now so I don't mm-hmm. have any resentment I forgive everyone you know I hope they forgive me because I was not perfect in a lot of situations it's just simply because I didn't know who I was so I was just living life carelessly. (laughs) I was living life very carelessly when it comes to the decisions I was making for myself and for others. And that can be something as simple as what Rachel was saying, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like that is a saying, I think it's from like Maya Angelou or something. Yes, it is. She said, believe them the first time. Yeah, believe them the first time. And um, now I'm not as careless because I believe myself when I make statements about myself and who I am, because now I know that. And it's easier for me to see what I appreciate in other people. And it's easier for me to see what I won't um, allow myself to be subjected to in other people as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I love, I love that. Um, I think having standards, setting boundaries, you know, those requirements. And to, like you said, being able to learn from any and everybody is so important. Um and understanding too that again, you can't find something you never gained. Meaning, like being able to take these moments when you're by yourself and when you're to yourself, and instead of looking at them so negatively and with so much anxiety and angst about the future of what you may or may not have, um, it really is being more present in the moment. How we talk about mindfulness for real in therapy, but really having that mindfulness. In, in the journey of self-discovery, personal development. I meet so many women, 
and people, men in general, men and women sometimes who just, I mean, they will not even go to the movies by themselves or they won't even go out and take themselves out to get lunch and sit at the restaurant. And, um, and it really is interesting to me because so many people are lonely, but yet they won't put themselves out there to be in those situations where maybe somebody else is over there sitting by themselves too, you know, and it can be a friendship or anything. It don't have to be like some romantic, but just being able to be open and not, and understanding that you can navigate this, this world and this journey. And it doesn't always have to just be with somebody, you know? Um, I love one thing my mentor always says is to be open to the possibility of the unknown. to the possibility of the unknown mm-hmm. so that is what I do when I do take myself out like I used to be one of the you know people that would say oh you know I feel really awkward going out to dinner by mm-hmm. myself or going anywhere by myself and you know years ago that was what it was because you're expected kind of you know that's just society like you go mm-hmm. out with your friends you go out with your family you go out with a significant other no one really not in school not in college not in anywhere is it emphasis on your relationship with yourself? Yes. That was more of a natural standard Then it will be more socially accepted and appreciated and celebrated. But I'm so appreciative for this platform because I want that thing to keep being resonated in people's minds that this journey is your story. Everyone Mm -hmm. else are a, is a part of it and their characters in the story and some are there for a lifetime some are there for just one clip someone's there for just a chapter but it really is your story I um I really do like enjoy taking myself out like the the process of finding the restaurant the, pri- the process of looking for you know what's on their menu um going to a movie like I love it more than I actually love going to the movies with people. Like, I don't know what it is about the movies. I love it. Me too. Like, you just, you you go and you, like, pick your your tree and you're, like, Mm -hmm. going (laughs) to whatever it is. It's like a journey, you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too deep about it. No, you are not. I love love going to the movies by myself. Like, But this was a journey. Like, it really was a journey. Um, And then it's, like, now once you know how you want to feel by yourself and you cultivate that energy now you can duplicate it now Mm -hmm. you see when you're meeting people it's like uh that's not that's not what I like to feel Mm -hmm. or oh I want to feel more of that like oh that 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 resonates with me I can gravitate more towards that because that's already what I cultivated for myself not just going on dates with yourself but spending that alone time with yourself Mm -hmm. whatever that like if you like to do something athletic, you like to work out, you like to write like myself, like that is the time that you are really tuning into the source and tuning into yourself in order for you to create the energy that you want to feel naturally mm-hmm. and very organically. And that's how love should be. So when it feels just as organic and naturally as the energy that you create is like, that is what I need to mm-hmm. have that's what I need to gravitate more towards. And it's easier to make that dating decision of who you keep and who you decide to let go once you already created the staple for yourself. So I wish that that was something that I know years ago, but I had to go through the processes that I went through in order for me to get to this place now, because, you know, someone's going to listen to this podcast and something's going to, you know, a light bulb's going to go off and it's going to help them to just make a different decision. And that's what 
saying is, you know, just making a different decision in the moment. Like you, we can, you know, talk all day long with whoever, but when it really comes down to your life and your story, you have the power to write the next word. You have the power to write whatever you want on that sheet of paper for mm-hmm. your life. And that ultimately needs to be a different decision if mm-hmm. you want a different outcome. I love that. I do. I, I feel like in everything that you just said, it's like the value. And when we, we, it's acting weird. You hear that? Okay. Maybe it's a little bit. I, okay. I don't know why it sounds so weird on my part. It's weird. But it's it's almost as if the value, um, our self-value and our self-esteem and our, us finding what we worth and what we should tolerate. I'm not going to say tolerate, but what we should accept and not accept resides in those periods where we are finding ourselves. It, it Literally, what you can give to yourself, knowing that you can feel joy, peace, love, happiness, you can feel valued all in just this journey of being with yourself and going out with yourself and, you know, just experiencing life, not always having to have someone like they're there as a, as a compliment, like, oh, okay, cool. You there to be an addition, but you're not the everything. And I, I do believe when people get married and have children, they're going to be screaming for that a long time. And like you said earlier, you know, there's, it's not in, in society. It's never been the conversation of, what to do in that solitude time, what's like how to have that time alone. Like it's never that it's always this journey of being with other people, even if it's just friends, even if it's whomever, it's never been about just such. And so when you think about it, when you're in high school, middle school, you're under your print, your parents' jurisdiction. If you go to college, you're with your friends, you're, you're figuring things out, but still, some of us still have relationships in college we're already closely always with our friends. So still that, you know, we're still not alone. We're still not doing a lot of things alone. Um, and then when most of us get out of college or some of us get out of college, it's now, okay, now I need to find a partner to spend my life with. And then some of us have children early. And then, so when do you ever get that time? Yeah, I think it's very important, especially working in a school system and seeing so many different dynamics of middle school children and, uh, and high school children children and how that manifests into adulthood it's very important to instill the importance of you time as a child like Mm -hmm. my niece and my nephew I respect their time like if they had a long day of you know school practice rehearsals whatever it is and I call and they you know they looking like you know exhausted whatever I would say take that time for you you know what do you want to do with your time you want to this is actually my niece calling me right I now. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I actually know what do you want to do with, with your time? And oftentimes it helps her to think about what do I want to do with my time when I'm not, you know, going to school, when I'm not spending time with my siblings, when I'm not at practice. And that translates into adulthood when I'm not at work, when I'm not being a wife, when I'm not being a mother. Yeah. What with my time so I think it's very important to the instill that into our youth as early as possible and so they know that you deserve to have alone time you deserve to to explore the different things that you like to do how Rachel was saying her daughter likes to you know decorate her room and things like that's mm-hmm. something to cultivate during her time you know yes. so, I love that. that we introduce that to people is easier for them to adopt it into their adulthood and help it to smoothly transition into their daily routines. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It really does start with young children and us instilling that. 
I only have two more things I want to say. I want to talk about one is a question and one is a statement. Um, just from my perspective and from having this conversation with you guys, it sparked something in me thinking about um, how people possibly are so scared of leaving relationships that are unhealthy for them because they are afraid to be single. They are afraid to be alone and realizing like, man, that just gave me chills because realizing that there's so many people in unhealthy relationships and they need to walk away, but they're so fearful of being alone. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it definitely was codependency and not even like, um, in regards to finances, it wasn't that situation at all. It really was when you attach yourself to someone, Mm -hmm. It really is a part of your daily routine and your livelihood, especially if you already have a history of abandonment of any type of trauma. You're trying to save yourself from more trauma. You're trying Mm -hmm. to save yourself from more abandonment. Like, I know what that feels like, and I don't want to feel it. So I'm going to stay here. I'm going to try to work things out. I'm going to try to help this person to change. I'm going to avoid all the BS and the, the murkiness of what I need to work on in order for me to avoid feeling that. But we have to know that in the process of feeling it, in the process of going through it, it's a more beautiful outcome. It really is. But you just got to through that. Um, So I would really just encourage people to reevaluate. What do you want? Like ask yourself, what do you want? What do I want? And a lot of times it might not even be the same thing that you were into or wanted at the time you even met that person because I'm pretty sure you know time has passed you're not the same person so asking yourself what do I want is this person instilling this in my life if I am I even giving these things to myself and if the answer is no then it's some it needs to be some alone time whether that is you decide to take a break from that person it's just you stay in a relationship but you still need that space of Mm -hmm. more time with yourself or you realize that it's time for you to move on. Either way, if it's not what you want, some evaluation and communication needs to happen for you to get that. Because again, this is your story. So I would highly suggest people to do more self-reflection. And then once you have your answer, move urgently because mm-hmm. you get stuck in stagnation. Um, and you know, it can be simple, something as simple as, you know, you need to go to the gym, but the more you think about it, you're not moving. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm tired. It's been Absolutely. a long time. Uh, and that's the same way with, with, with relationships. You like, I don't want to do it. I've invested so much time. I love this person. I don't want anybody else to love them. I don't want anybody else to treat them this way or have the opportunity to even know who they are. You start to get in your head and you you distract yourself from what you really need to focus on, which is the thing that you want. Going back to the gym relationship, if you want to have a healthy uh, physical outer, let's go back to the goal here. Is that the goal? Yes or no? If it is, get your butt to the gym. Okay. Want to be in a committed and trusting relationship. If that's the goal, then you need to take the steps to get there. And if you need time to be by yourself, it's time to take the steps to get there. So I would suggest one, reflecting on what you want. And then two, once you know that, move urgently in whatever direction that is. I love that. I always say, be the partner, you know, that you want. And I feel like if you know that you want something in someone and that that's what you're looking for, ultimately, you need to work on those things within you because we don't realize. And I always like to tell people when I work with couples, relationships go twofold. Like, like the things that happen in the relationship there's two people who have influenced that. We can choose to see it if we want to or not, you know, but most of the time that there's 
but both people play a part in why or why not that thing happened. And especially when it's, you know, for ounce of infidelity, people be so shocked when I say, well, you know, what happened on both sides? What happened or what didn't happen? And sometimes it's some people don't have, they don't feel, people always say, oh, tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. But then when I tell you even this little thing that I don't like or that I want, you're so, you're so defensive and you jump down my throat or the fight lasts forever and nobody wants that. So it's like, not and not blaming anyone, but the idea is that there's something going on in a relationship where the environment is not um, conducive to trust and to be open and to share how you really feel. Um, and so then things happen because people are human. Again, there's no excuses, but there are reasons that things happen um, because we can do things about something. So my last part is what you kind of said earlier. Um, and then definitely, if you want to share anything extra, I definitely will leave space for that. But I wanted to ask you, um, so has there been any changes in qualities or requirements that you now have regarding picking a partner since your last relationship, which you kind of spoke on just a second ago, but. Yeah, um, qualities. And what was the other part of the question? Qualities or requirements that you now have, like has anything changed since your last relationship? Not much has changed other than the fact that I'm actually sticking to it. Um, So consistency on your part. Consistency on my part, for sure. Um, But what I would definitely say that is more of a value for me is spirituality. Mm -hmm. I'm huge on my relationship with God. I am no angel. However, Mm -hmm. I am someone that wakes up every day thinking about what more can I do to please my creator. Yeah. I strongly believe that you have to be equally yoked. That's the um, spiritual way to say it. But, you know, just the general way to say it, you have to meet your match. You have to be with the person that, you know, you're, that's your equal in whatever type of energy that is. So I, you can say frequency or whatever it is, but I'm constantly asking, what do I need to do to heighten my frequency to get to my highest self? So I want to have, have someone who has that same motivation and drive to elevate themselves every single day to be their highest selves and also to have that connection with God and be very consistent with it. Because I believe if you have that as a staple and foundation Mm -hmm. of a relationship or of your life, everything else falls in place. You know, Mm -hmm. stuff is going to happen in life. You know, you go with the flow of things. But what I'm learning, as long as you're anchored, for me, at least, you're who you are and that strongly comes from your confidence yeah I love that with God then it will flow if you want someone to be honest for me you have to have a connection with God you also want to be committed Mm. to God someone that gives a lead a family relationship with God like it always circles back to that so for me I'm definitely putting more value and attention towards that um and everything else I feel will fall in place like I love it is different and they're going to evolve because like, I can have this you know this list of things I create but that can shift as y'all can get married and it starts to shift like okay but that's happen but you know if you have that relationship with God above me that's mm-hmm. who you're answering to you're answering to your creator again that's your life and mm-hmm. you're asking me to be a part of it so I need you to already have a, a, a direction for your life I need you mm-hmm. to already have some instruction for your life for me to you know smooth in and be able to work in my feminine energy because like Rachel was saying 
at this point, she is working very heavily in her masculine. And a lot of single women do have to because you're doing everything. So most of us, but you know, you it's a requirement, unfortunately, a lot of times. It has its benefits because you do feel like you're getting a lot done, but it also has its ramifications when you want to work in your feminine energy and have someone to lead and to guide. So I want someone to be so closely knit with their creator that a lot of the qualifications or um, things that I'm looking for in a man will already be aligned or he's working on those things very effectively because he already made that connection. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I just want to snap to it. It was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your journey, um, for just being honest and transparent about, like it, like you said, it, it's ups and downs that come with it all. But, you know, most importantly, having that focus be you and finding um, the goodness and the like hobbies, learning things that you want to do for yourself, um, being creative, um, spending time with family and friends, as Rachel said, and really and building those relationships and enriching those. I always say to me that relationships are they they are the money for me. How people see money, I see relationships. They are to me they're everything. the The quality of my life is rooted in the, the value and the quality of the relationships that I have, and it does not mean the just the romantic one. It means you know just the intimate ones with my family and friends. The one that I have with myself is so so amazing. That's the way that I'm able to appreciate life. That's the way that I'm able to get up and do what I do for other people because I found joy and value and contentment within me to say, oh, I have a purpose. I'm here. Um, I, I appreciate me, even if no one else does, you know, and that has to be learned sometimes, like we got to get there. But once you do, and, and the fact that I am arriving, I love it. And so this was so important to me to be able to talk about this, not only for the women whom I work with, um, and the women who are out in the community, but also for understanding that when you do get married for women and for men, your life changes drastically, you know, and not in a negative way. But a lot of what you do is for the people who are in your immediate family. And so you there are going to be a lot of things that you sacrifice and or you have to figure out how to adjust and make time for. Not necessarily let go of who you are. I don't think you should ever let go of who you are. I think you should bring more of that into your relationship. But the, the relationships have to be able to carry both of you. Um, in your individuality and still make and men together to make like this unique, beautiful, dope relationship, you know, like where it's cool to be yourself. And that's the thing I love about my marriage and my husband. And I sometimes I have to be mindful because I don't ever want to seem like I'm gloating. But I am so, so, so grateful because I realized I could not have this, you know. Oh. Yeah. OK, cool. <laughs> it's gratitude. Yeah, it is. I appreciate it so much because I get to be myself with him. And I tell him, like, you are one of the most important people in my life because I get to be myself with you. I don't have to try to be anybody else. And I think a lot of that took me to accept me for me, too. First, I had to accept who I was in order for him, for me to be comfortable to share that with him in all these stages. So, man, I'm so excited. You know, I, I don't I don't ever want a chance to be single again because I love being with my husband. He's my best, best friend. But, you know, life happens to us all. And so I just know that being able to hear your story here, you know, Rachel's story to know that there's so much growth and beauty in being single. I don't think I think if I ever had the chance to be single by anything that happened, I would do I, my mindset would be so much different than when I was younger. I would not be always searching and looking and feeling like 
inadequacy because I don't have a relationship of the romantic sort. I literally, you can get everything you want without having all of that sometimes, but I would be more so falling in love with me. And, you know, of course, not wanting to always be hard. And like you said, just like, you know, working in my masculine energy all the time, but doing what I need to do for myself, really appreciating that. And knowing that there is value and purpose in me alone, I don't have to be with anybody else to um, to feel, to be purposed and to have value. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I was going to say, I appreciate you adding that on the end because the only question I did have was what would you um, advise or insight you would give to a single woman before she gets married? But you just mm-hmm. answered that question in your statement. Yeah. Yeah. And just confirm that it really is you time. It yeah. really is you time. And to really take full advantage of it because I listen. I talk to people that's married and that have children and I listen. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, well, you know, when they say, oh, you know, take your time, take your time. I was always wondering why they said that. And now I really truly get it. It really is time for you to completely harness who you is. And I know it's going to be a beautiful evol- evolution, but creating creating just really creating who you are and how you show up in this world for you to get the best out of whatever type of relationship you have yeah. Romantic, you know motherly fatherly for mm. our men, but really harnessing who you are so you can show up as your best self when that time comes yeah ooh, ooh. I love it I love it establishing those boundaries ooh. like tell us what, what do you do what you do and how to reach you yeah, I appreciate it. So you am the founder and executive director of New Way of Wellness. I have over 10 years experience as a mental health clinician in multiple settings, including a school setting, adult settings, but I am branching off into my nonprofit. And so this is very fresh. So I would love for anyone that listening to follow New Way of Wellness on Instagram in order to help the following get up into that community of really supporting each other's mental health and getting on the right track when it comes to our holistic and internal health. So I would love for you all to join me on the beginning steps of my journey. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brittany. I appreciate you. I will be sure to include um, your Instagram uh, link inside of the bio when I publish this art, this too as well. So thank you so much. We had such an amazing conversation. I look forward to having you back one day, Brittany. So thank you. Let me know. All right. Love you too. Bye.